episode 50, 5-0, rounding third of the baseball podcast. Lots of good stuff to talk about today, James. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Twitter is rounding third now, Instagram, rounding third podcast. Let's get into it. Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. James episode 50 can't believe we made it to 50 episodes how are you feeling I mean I feel great it's been a pleasure and a lot of baseball we've talked already a lot more baseball to talk about and you know the whole goal behind starting this podcast was to build a community and uh, just have more people to talk baseball with uh, besides each other in our friend group so I think we've uh, accomplished that in a tiny regard but there's a lot more work to do so on the slate today, we've got, we're going to do a little bit of a trade deadline stuff. Um, I'm sure we'll do more as the weeks progress and, it, you know, the hype builds some trades start happening, but we're going to look at one AL team, one NL team each that need to make a move at the deadline to either become more competitive or stay competitive. And then as usual, spicy dicey uh, lock of the week. And Sunday Night Baseball Preview, we got a good one, Red Sox-Yankees this week, James. But um, before that, we got to shout out Miguel Cabrera and Albert Pujols, both commissioner selections to play in the All-Star game as honorary selections. James, you even called it. You put Albert as your starting DH. Um, but I'm pretty excited about this. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the few things that Rob Manfred has done right in his entire career. Uh, I think he had to. I mean, just pay respect Probably the two best hitters of the last 15 years in the MLB. Um, I mean, there's a couple other names you could go there, but just iconic. I mean, the stats and everything that Pujols and Miggy did. I mean, they deserve to be there. And we saw this with the NBA uh, where they did the D-Wade Dirk. And I think, you know, people could say, oh, it's, you know, it's not a real all-star selection, whatever. But it's like, yeah, it's so important to celebrate these guys' legacies, whether in the sport, when you're not doing a eulogy, like celebrate these guys. They're savages, incredible hitters. Happy to see them. In Honestly, I I don't even feel like anybody's saying like, like is anybody's down on this? Like, I feel like it's just probably a unanimous uh, positive thing. I mean, do you disagree? Yeah. I mean, I don't think that there's anyone really pushing back because I think these guys have played so long that even they're like rivals and enemies, like Cubs fans may hate Albert Pujols deep down. But, like, I think they also are like, man, at a certain point, you have to respect this guy. And, like, Miguel Cabrera in the exact same category where it's just kind of like, yeah, it was the right thing to do. I mean, I think that's how I'd sum that up. Yeah. I'm pretty excited for the All-Star game, to be honest. I think it's the 17th or that weekend. So, like, you know, a week and a half. I'm pretty excited to watch the Home Run Derby, Pete Alonso. Um, but, yeah. anyway, James, let's just go I, go ahead. I just want to touch on the All-Star game a little bit, and I'm sure we'll have more coverage. I know we'll pretty much have a whole episode dedicated to it, but uh, given the starting lineups, 
I hardly care about the game. I think it was an absolute robbery and a schnub fest. Uh, the amount of Los Angeles Dodgers who deserve to be in the starting rotation in their home ballpark and are not there. A little upset about that. Dansby Swanson, I love him. Had a great season. He's had a great season thus far. Give Trey Turner the starting spot. That is his shortstop in Dodger Stadium. That is his position. Fair I'm enough. a hometown Fair guy. Enough. When Todd, when Todd Frazier won the home run derby in Cincinnati – like top five all-star weekend moment. I mean, got to help the hometown team. Usually the hometown team, I feel like, does get a bit of a, a boost in the polls because people just want them there. Like last year, Arenado, it was in Denver in Colorado. I thought, honestly, looking at the staffs, Justin Turner might have deserved to start up there last year, but they gave the nod to Arenado, which I felt like they had to. But so – who are who are the Dodgers that are starting? Just Mookie, just Mookie, yeah. And uh, I actually I don't know on the pitching front. Um, I don't think they've announced starting pitchers yet. I do think now the fact that they're giving no love to the Dodgers in the field, I think they have to give Gonsolin a nod. I mean, I'm not upset about the first base position. I think Goldie clearly deserved that. In fact, I don't even want Freddie at the All Star game in the first place, not with an LA jersey on at least. Um, but you know, it's, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the, like the shortstop was tough. I, I agree. Trey would be like the next person on the Dodgers to get it. I can't even think of who else would deserve one. That's really um, it. I mean, it, it really was. I mean, it's Mookie, Trey and the arguments, Freddie, but I don't think as a starter, like, I don't think anyone's arguing he should start and he probably still makes the game. Which, eh. Yeah. I, I think the, I think the favorites for starting pitcher are probably Sandy and uh, Shane McClanahan. Is I, I think Sandy will for sure start. I think uh, I think it was Buster only maybe or uh, I forget who it was, but they wanted uh, Kershaw versus Otani, or it might have been uh, Rosenthal, Ken Rosenthal. They wanted Kershaw for Otani just for kind of like the moment, but. What can you yeah, do? I mean, the clout would be cool. One dude that did two years, one dude that's a perennial uh, lock for the Hall of Fame. But regardless of that, I will say, if Sandy gets the start over Gonsolin, I'll still be like, man, L.A. should have gotten a nod there. But I love Sandy Alcantara. What a beast. I mean, he he deserves to start as much as the next guy. Yeah, I mean, he's been on such a tear, Max. Like, recently, it's just like, but he's pitched seven-plus in his last 12 starts. I mean, insane stuff. Yeah, they were doing a side-by-side. I saw Gonsolin versus Sandy, and it was kind of – they marked that down Sandy's numbers to kind of get to a similar pitch count as Gonsolin, and they were similar. I mean, there's no question Gonsolin's having a great year. But it was just like you're getting Gonsolin plus like a few more innings of just like shutout baseball. So yeah. what can you do? No, say? Sandy's a but, beast. I mean, if anything, I wish he was on the Dodgers. On Otani, though, if, I mean, if he's pitching like he has of late, he absolutely deserves it. I want to throw this stat at you. Since, uh, since 1913, when the earn run became an official stat, there's, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, seven players who have gone 4-0 across a four-start span, 4-0, 40-plus strikeouts, and no earned runs. They're... Ray Culp in 1968, Sean Ho Park, 2000-2001, Johan Santana, R.A. Dickey, Kershaw did it twice, and then Otani, this past stretch that he's still, I guess, currently on. And he's only given up 12 hits. That's the fewest of anybody on that list. 
through those four games. So no earned runs, only 12 hits allowed per the four runs. So that's an average of three a game and over 10 strikeouts every game. It's just, he is an animal right now. Not to mention he hit a two RBI single last night for the, to go ahead. I mean, he's a, you hear the stats, you know, he's a stud. He is a stud. It's just hard for me to not instantly respond to that and be like, sweet, like continue eating it up for fourth in the AL West. You know, I mean, like, and again, that's not his fault. Like he pretty much is doing everything in his power that he can do outside of literally hitting a home run every at bat, which is like unrealistic to win. It's just still tough. But I mean, yeah, his stretch you said it best, Max. Uh, Shohei game, you have to watch. You have to watch him on the mound. I love that splitter. I think it's the most unhittable pitch in baseball. The stats back me up on that. Last yeah. little fun, since we're doing random stats to start this show, uh, my case for Julio Urias to make the All-Star game. Well, I guess not really a case for the All-Star game, but best ERA in baseball since 2017, Julio. Just tossing it out there. But that's not an all-star case because that's like a five-year stretch. But. Fair enough. I know you're a big Julio guy with the Modellos. Um, Modelo Monday. Let's go to this trade deadline stuff, James. One American League team, one National League team. Each team, the prompt here is each team needs to make a move here if they want to compete. They're all, I would say, they're all semi-contenders, I would assume you're picking, like reasonably uh, star power teams, not like Dodgers, Yankees, but a team that if they made a trade here, they would be able to compete. Um, where do you want to start? Pick, pick which side you want to start and give me yours. I'm going to start with the American league. I think this one's interesting and I'm interested to hear your pushback. I'm going with a team that I initially wrote off early on in the season who I think could be there. And I think the layout of the American league actually makes sense for this team to try a little bit. I'm clearly referring to the Cleveland Guardians, and I think they are one starting pitcher away from being able to potentially win their division and make a sneaky run on the playoffs. That offense is great. They're hitting for contact. They're pitting up runs. Bieber's looked pretty, pretty good. They just need, you know, Tristan McKenzie's been good. They just need an extra arm of course Emmanuel Clause has been incredible in relief so it's just like get him an extra starter to buy him a little bit more there the only argument against it is what are you going to have to give up and this team's so young that you know they have a while to to bring up there but I think given the Red Sox are sorry not the Red Sox the White Sox are like off the planet nothing to worry about there it's like you got the twins in front of you the AL West is a joke I mean, the AL East would be your biggest competition, but you hope they beat each other up down the stretch. Couldn't maybe make a stab. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a good team to pick here because they could use an extra piece and they're already kind of competing that it could take them over the edge. They've been struggling so bad as of late. They got swept by the Tigers uh, in their last series. Before that, they lost two out of three to the Yankees. Um, so they have not been playing well as of late. They are the youngest team in baseball, youngest average uh, position player and youngest average pitcher. Bieber's been decent. Uh, he got beat up on uh, by Detroit. Tristan McKenzie's been probably the Cy Young of the team. I like the pick. I don't think they'll actually make a move, though, is the thing. No, I don't think that. It's Look, it's an ownership group that unless a player takes a $100 million discount, they're not trying to win. 
I like the pick, though. How about I'll throw my American League one back at you. I'm going Seattle. Uh, the Mariners, they've been playing better as of late. They're in second place in the American League West, which doesn't really say that much because other than the Astros, the division sucks. But they are there. And with the extra playoff spot, you know, they can get in there. Um, I, I think they need somebody like Brian Reynolds from the Pirates or some outfielder. Obviously, they have Julio. They have Winker, who's kind of been stinking it up. But if they could get a hard-hitting um, outfielder or infielder, that would be great because this team just lacks completely in offense. They've got decent pitching in Logan Gilbert, Robbie Ray, Chris Flexen even. But if you look at their offensive production, it's Julio's been amazing. Uh, Ty France has been really, really good. And even Eugenio Suarez has an OPS that's up there. But Winker, Adam Frazier, Abraham Toro, uh, they just don't really have a lot of offensive production elsewhere. And I feel like if they got a big bat to throw at, you know, maybe where they wanted Winker to be, they could maybe make a push for one of those AL wildcard spots. Yeah, I, I like the pick. I really do like the pick. They were up there. I think Seattle was right there on the outside looking at, at, at a potential. And I think it's a market where they could make the trade. I think the only thing I worry about is like uh, the record recently for their trades in the offseason hasn't really panned out. Again, like if I'm the Mariners, I'm looking at my five-year outlook and worried about retaining J.P. Crawford, Logan Gilbert, Ty France, and Julio and building around them. But, again, I don't know if we'll ever see the American League West this bad. The Rangers seem to be getting significantly, at least significantly better than last year where they didn't even eclipse 60 wins. Obviously, the Angels, I'm at the point where I think if you actually had the American League All-Star team play in Anaheim, I don't think they make the playoffs. I, I'm now, but that's my conclusion. I think that the Angels, it simply is a matter of them pretending to be from L.A. when they're from Anaheim, and that's why they cannot win, despite the fact that they have two of the best four players in baseball, probably two of the best three, if we're being honest. Yeah, I mean, and arguably two of the greatest players of all time but, yeah. I mean everybody says that about Trout and Otani's like the second coming of Babe Ruth every time he plays he does something that's never been done before um but I don't I know like the I pick, was thinking Max. about the Seattle thing sorry go ahead no I was just gonna say I do like the pick I think Seattle's right there they are I think a piece away from being able to do something and think about like I I'm also not quite ready to give up on some of the guys they got like Winker and Adam Frazier, I'm a little bit closer to being ready to give up. But, you know, Jesse Winker gets – he's coming off a career year in Cincinnati, going to a new team, high expectations. It's kind of like the Trevor Story thing. Like, you might slump a little bit. And remember, this is a team that 190 wins last year, and a lot of that was due to their late surge. So, you know, don't be surprised if maybe Kalenic comes back and they get this big late surge and make a push for the extra wild card spot. They would have got the third wild card spot last year. Yeah, no, I, I like the pick, and I'm hoping for it. Again, referring to the season, I'm a big Mariners guy. Julio Rodriguez is the future of baseball. Can't be said enough. That dude is awesome. Um, so I like the pick. I, again, I don't think the AL East is maybe the place it would have been easiest to go. But what really do any of those teams do? I mean, the Rays aren't going to. The Rays are just doing Rays things, so not, they're not doing anything. And then the Red Sox, Yankees, and Toronto, like, 
they're all playing pretty well and have solid teams. I'm not sure that really any of them need a piece. Now, I could see the Yankees making a trade for a pitcher. They just don't need to, but I could see them doing it. But I don't think they clearly they don't need anything. Yeah, the second team on my list was the Red Sox, actually, because they're, they're second place in the AL East right now. They're a playoff team as of now, and they just have so many injuries in their uh, starting rotation that they could trade for, like, a Castillo or a Mali or a Frankie Montas. Will they? I don't know, but I, I think they could make a move. Let's do. A, let's go to the National League, and then I have a follow-up question on the deadline real quick. Uh, I'll actually – I may steal your thunder on the National League. I don't know. To me, this was a no-brainer. I mean, a team that's so close to being competitive. Offense looks fantastic. I know every single fan of this team, and the book's backing me up. St. Louis Cardinals need to go into the arm barn. They need to get – I don't even know if I'd say starting pitching because if they can get their rotation actually healthy, it's solid. Their relief pitching is just an absolute train wreck. I mean, it's – it is like home run derby soft toss when the relievers come out to play in St. Louis. And the offense, again, looks like studs. Plus, Max, if I needed to even bolster my argument anymore, which I don't, it's the last year. It's the farewell tour for Wayno, for Yachty, for Albert. If I'm St. Louis, I'm, you know, you don't, you obviously don't mortgage the entire team, but I'm making some moves to try and see if we can't get those guys to squeak out one last ring together. And I think they could with the right piece. Not only is it their farewell, but you also have Goldie and Arenado like pretty much in the prime of their careers. It's like if you're playing a win World Series, like this is when you should. I'm fully on board. I have the Cardinals as well. Um, I think you summed it up well. I mean, this is a team that's has a laundry list of people on the injured list. Tyler O'Neill, Harrison Bader, Yadier Molina, Jack Flaherty, Steven Matz, Corey Dickerson. I mean, the list just goes on and on. And they're staying somewhat competitive. They've lost the NL Central lead, and they've you know lost three straight to the Braves, lost two out of three to uh, the the Phillies, and then they're going to play the Phillies again. And I just I love I love Brandon Donovan. I love Juan Yepes. I love these rookies, but I would rather have Harrison Bader, Tyler O'Neill in the lineup and get our full lineup healthy and have these guys maybe mix in a little bit more at their young age rather than being everyday players. Brandon Donovan, I think, is just there, but they definitely need a move. Um, I like what you said about the bullpen. They have three arms pretty much. That's it. They have Ryan Helsley, Giovanni Gallegos, and Genesis Cabrera, who Genesis Cabrera is also just getting off the IL. But other than that, like when they throw in Verhagen or Whitgren or Packy Naughton, like, you know the game is over. They're they're going to give up runs. So I'm fully on board. I've seen rumors about Frankie Montas. I've seen other rumors. I would love to see it. Um, we'll see if Mo can pull the trigger. The thing is, and I do think it, it's so logical, and I almost knew you were going to get there, not even as a Cardinals fan. They are the team in the National League that you can really look at and go there one piece away. They're clearly one arm away from being able to do damage, assuming everyone comes back healthy, which I think they will. And I love what you say. Your rookies have been so fun to watch, even from like a non-fan perspective. But, dude, Harrison Bader, he's the best defensive center fielder in baseball. I won't hear otherwise. You want to plug him in. Now, Tyler O'Neill, you and I see differently on him. I know he's a good player when he's active. He's just an angry short guy. 
I mean, like, ignore his lack of offensive production thus far. He is, he's won the back-to-back, he's won back-to-back gold gloves in left field. So we're missing two gold glove outfielders, plus Tyler O'Neill, who hit over 30 home runs last year, despite missing a lot of the season. And Bader, who's improved offensively, but is, I would say, the best defensive center fielder in baseball. So, I mean, they're missing a lot of people. And, God, I could just rant about it. The Flaherty thing also sucks. Like, he played, I think, three starts. All three were pretty atrocious. And then he's back on the IL. And this is a guy who had that one last half of a season where he had, like, a .3 ERA. And he's barely been able to see the mound after that. So Speaking of him, though... He takes some blame because he denied his rehab starts and just tried to go straight to the major leagues. Uh, yep. Again, the, now the Cardinals organization also has some fault in it because while they can't force him to start in AAA or AA, they also don't have to play him at the major league level. So that's kind of the leverage. I'd be like, if you don't want to do rehab starts, you can sit in the press box all you want. Um, I hope he comes they were back. Also, I mean, we talked about how bad the rotation is. Like they kind of, They needed an arm. It's true, but now he's, you know, do, do the Dave Roberts method. If pitching's going well, just take him out of the game. It's all about injuries and longevity, um, which the Dodgers don't have. Uh, so that's kind of the NL. The question that I have for you, Max, and I'm not surprised we lined up, and maybe it's because I'm so skewed to the pitching mindset. To me, the two big pieces, I mean, there's really three big pieces on the move this deadline, I think. But the two biggest to me have to be Luis Castillo and Frankie Montas. Again, Brian Reynolds, probably that third you could identify. But those two guys, basically their teams have already announced the fact that they're on the move. And they're very good starting pitchers. It's sure seeming like that. Uh, I would throw in Tyler Malley from the Reds as well, their opening day starter. He's been really good. Um, It sucks, though. Malley and Montas both hit the IL. Um, I don't think Castillo's there, but I might be wrong. Sure seems like they need to be moved, uh, especially for the Reds. I mean, they went into this whole selling spree, but they've got two really good arms. Why not move them uh, for some more young guys? So, I, I mean, I would I would be honestly surprised if Castillo, Castillo didn't get moved. And like you said, the A's are in the same boat. They went on a big selling spree, and they've got Frankie Montas sitting there ready to go. Uh, I sure hope the Cardinals get one of them. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's uh, it's actually crazy. I, I'd have to look recently to see, but I know at least last week, both the Reds and A's had the worst records in their divisions, respectively. Not any division, in their entire league, uh, which was just funny because those were the two fire sale teams. Uh, so that worked out about exactly. And this is it. These are their last pieces to complete the fire sale. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I think the Cardinals could benefit from one. I want the Dodgers to toss their hat in there for one, too. I was just going to say that. Like, do you think the Dodgers w- will make a move, try to get an arm? I mean, they're all, it seems like their rotation's kind of battered down at the, right now. Uh, yeah, they're definitely going to make a move. Uh, it could be in a couple areas. I could see them actually trying to enter the Brian Reynolds sweepstakes with the fact that Chris Taylor broke his foot uh, and that Trace Thompson's an everyday guy who's been playing phenomenally, by the way. But. Uh, Look, there, Andrew Friedman, best executive in baseball, uh, he's always getting tangled up in the deadline. Normally, it does not work out for the Dodgers in the case of trading uh, O'Neal Cruz in the case of trading Jordan Alvarez, uh, but sometimes it does. So, so we'll see more to be seen on that. 
how do you feel about i mean it's your team like do you um are there who's on the the no trade block in your mind mookie but kershaw obviously but like anybody else you don't want to move uh i think i mean definitely mookie and kershaw Honestly, if I'm LA, I'm not moving Bueller, obviously on the IL, but his future is yeah. too good. I I don't know if you're LA how you move a pitcher. I mean, I don't think you can move Julio. I don't think you can move Gonsolin. Maybe you capitalize on Tyler Anderson. Um I don't Mitch want White them to almost threw no hitter. But... Yeah. I mean there's... What about Muncie, Bellinger? What about those guys? Justin Turner? I don't. I don't think you trade JT just out of respect. Um, I don't think. I don't know who's trading for Bellinger. So again, the fact that he like. I mean, he he created a run last night getting home on a pass ball. You know, he's really good defensive center fielder as well. And when he does connect, he crushes baseball still. So it's like uh, you might as well. They're paying him like pennies. I mean, he's not making a lot. It's like you might as well keep him. Muncie, they could trade. I wouldn't necessarily lose sleep about that, but don't think they have to they could trade freddie i'm hoping i'm waiting they're not going to but i'm waiting dude, dude, every hatred every time they show him on the tv it just grinds my gears i start to grind my teeth because all i can think about i've walked back my take a little bit max but all i can think of is like this dude really does not want to be playing for this team that's going to pay him five million dollars deferred for 11 years probably win him a world series He's in southern california and he doesn't want to be there. It's a creep. Let's go to spicy and dicey, James. Um, one team that's trending up, one team that's trending down. I'm curious to see where you go with this. Um, give me your hot team first. Max, this one hurts. I feel like we're in a consensus because I really don't know how you can go anywhere else. I have to give it to maybe a team that would be number one on my power rankings as of now if we did them. That's the Houston Astros. They're 9-1 and one over their last 10. You know, they're obviously crushing the AOS. I think they're up like 13 games. They're at 58 wins. What's crazy to me about this stretch, though, Max, they swept the Mets in a two-game series. They split a four-game series 2-2 with the Yankees, which included double Aaron Judge walk-offs. Then they swept the Mets in two again. Then they beat the Yankees in a one-game series. Then they swept the Angels, and then they did 3-1 to one with the Royals. That's their one loss, and that 10-game stretch was to the Royals uh, a couple days ago. But again, I mean, it's like you're beating up the Mets, the Yankees, some of the best teams in baseball, the Angels, who have been terrible. But again, like, they're not chumps. You're pl- facing MVP-caliber players. Houston has been on fire. Jordan Alvarez is looking phenomenal i'm crying myself to sleep on a nightly basis now that the dodgers traded him uh, not much more to say there astros look just incredible yeah great pick um they, everybody talks about how great the yankees season has been the astros aren't that far behind the yankees the astros just seem to keep winning i think jeremy Pena's. i mean he's a great replacement for correa he's already looking better than him Astros are a fun team to watch, to be honest. Um, it was a good pick. I went with a team that I've watched a lot recently, the Atlanta Braves. Absolutely kicking the shit out of the Cardinals. Like, it's not even – none of these games have even been, like, competitive. 
before that they beat the reds in a series before that they beat a phillies the phillies in a series um but and before that was that dodgers reunion but there are only two teams in each league that have higher winning percentages than them if you look in the american league it's only the yankees and astros that have a higher winning percentage and in the national league it's only the dodgers and the mets uh, i mean the the Braves are right in the mix to go back to back. Yeah, and I mean they've looked phenomenal. And by the way, Michael Harris just incredible. Uh, kind of owe him an apology because I was so excited about uh, the Donovan take on the rookie of the month that I like completely blew him off. He at least deserves the nod. Really good defensive center fielder and been obliterating the baseball. Dansby's having a career season. Finally, seems to be clicking. Look, the Braves, they're just like the 2021 Braves. I mean, they're back now. They're dancing. They're tangoing. And as you said, I mean, just carve the Cardinals up. Yeah, I think they have like seven or eight guys with over eight home runs this year or something like that. And that's not even counting Acuna, who's not there yet. I, it might not be eight. It was some number I heard. But, yeah, I mean, the Braves are right there. How about How about trending down? Who you got? Dicey team. Dicey team, I mean, this one is just a gem dimension. Excited to bring this up. This is the team that is named the the Fathers, but they uh, certainly are no one's dad with a 2-8 and eight record over their last 10. Obviously talking about the San Diego Padres who have, you know, we talked about them. They were around all year. I feel like we gave them our flowers. And as an NL West fan, I always gave them the flowers, gave them the respect from the start. This stretch is what I was anticipating much more with uh, no Tatis, no Machado. And Machado's back, which should be mentioned. He is back. He's playing in this stretch. They just can't win games. You know, the Dodgers brutalized them for three games and eight and a half innings uh, in their series. They get beat by the Rockies, the Diamondbacks. I mean, just a tough look at a San Diego. Wheels are off the train. I'm not writing them off for the playoffs, but it's tough to be a Padres fan the last couple of weeks. Yeah. I'm going to double down on that one. I had the Padres as well. Manny Machado. He only has two hits since coming back in that Dodgers series. I think six or so games. Uh, I mean, they just, they just haven't been able to get runs scored. Dodgers for a minute there, it was a little bit scary. Padres took the division lead at one point, but I mean, Dodgers running away with it now. It seems like uh, because Padres also, they're still in second place because the Giants are also deserve a spot here too. They're three and seven in their last ten, and those two teams play each other starting tonight. But I agree. I mean, the Padres have been slipping. They're probably they they have to be in this spot, in my opinion, and it's yours yeah. as well. No, I love that. And San Francisco was right there at number two for me. Uh, it's funny the NOS has been super competitive. Still, you know, you're talking about six games back and ten games back, respectively, for those teams. So. Not, you know, they're certainly not door closed on the playoffs, but as a Dodgers fan, I just kind of chuckle because all these fan bases, you know, tweeting and doing their Twitter fingers. Oh, we're in it. We're going to do this, that, the other, et cetera. It's like, dude, you got to learn who runs the National League West. I don't think that's changing as long as Andrew Friedman has a pulse. Yeah, the Padres are just cute. Like, they're not, <laughs> they, they aren't going to win the division they maybe are a little bit flashy with Machado and Tatis big personalities but the NL West runs through Los Angeles no question about that beautiful let's go lock of the week James I mean we haven't lost since 
we've been right like we're four in a row month perfect row each. we just did a, a perfect yeah. month yeah i mean it and it's can't miss i mean at this point like we're coming together on bets that are consensus we're doing one after the other i mean just absolutely getting it done when it matters you know we're cheering for each other's bets and at this point we need to start charging picks like i know we started the season out and it's like man we can't hit anything you guys should fade us if you're tailing us you're leaving money on the table like I mean, it just makes no sense to not follow our bets here. We're we're unreal. I mean, we've given out seven perfect bets now in the last four weeks because we had one consensus together. Max, I'm excited to see what are you going to do to keep the streak alive? Where are you going? Yeah, I I have two on my list that I wanted to do. I was pulling up our Instagram uh, at Rounding Third Podcast to see what we had last week. I had Astros money line against the Angels. You had the Shane McClanahan start in the doubleheader. Um, I went with another single gamer. I actually have let me pull it up. I have two written down. I had one series bet I kind of liked, but I really like this. So this is uh, games tomorrow, Friday, July eighth at six forty p.m. The Tampa Bay Rays starting an interleague matchup with the Cincinnati Reds. Rays minus one and a half is plus 135. I got to give the Rays the nod. I know they're on the road, but getting two runs at positive odds. I think it's Shane McClanahan starting two versus Hunter Green. I really like the, or maybe it's Castillo. Uh, I really like the odds here. I really like Rays to go to Cincinnati, win by at least two runs. Yeah, I, I like the pick. I mean, I think when you're getting those odds with the runs in hand, and again, I mean, Tampa's a significantly better team, really not even in the same ballpark. So uh, it definitely will be interesting. Um, I'm kind of following a similar line here, I see, Max, where I'm, I'm, uh, I'm taking some, some positive odds, except I'm taking a run line that's negative. This is a game I felt like I had to bet, Max. I'm taking the Battle of the Grays tomorrow night, July 8th, 7, I believe. Let me pull up my slip to make sure uh, I'm correct here. 8.05 p.m., Arlington, Texas. The Minnesota Twins come to town. Sonny Gray versus John Gray. Which Gray will remain? This one is too easy to me. I have the Twins minus one and a half on the road with Sonny Gray winning the Battle of the Grays. And the odds on that, I am plus 142 on that slip. Uh, I love it getting plus 142, two runs out of the Twins. You know, the Rangers could stun them, but I like this Twins lineup. Looking for uh, Byron to back me up. I like it. Rangers have been struggling a little bit. They got swept by the Orioles, I think, in Baltimore. Um, But yeah, I like the pick. My backup, I'll just say my series bet that I liked, uh blue jays visiting seattle uh honestly a series i'm like super excited for i love the 10 10 start times um blue jays visiting seattle blue jays struggling a bit as of late they lost the series to the athletics and the mariners have been playing a lot better mariners were plus 110 in the series i like that one that's beautiful uh you know, and I'll kind of hit us with a little bit of a segue. We'll see. I, I like the bets that we have. I, I feel pretty good about us going uh, now 5-0 and on the, the recent heater we've been on. Uh, a 
series I wanted to bet on, a bet I had queued up in it, is going to conclude Sunday night on Sunday Night Baseball. And this is one I am stoked for, Max. Uh, another one of those premier matchups. You have the New York Yankees, hot as ever, traveling to Fenway Park, home of heated, hated rival Boston Red Sox. Gonna be, it's must-watch baseball. I mean, Yankees, Red Sox, prime time. I'm not sure Fenway Park. I'm not sure it gets better than this just as a whole. Like, you have to tune in. You cannot miss a second of this game. And you have first and second in their division, respectively. I mean, what a what a game. What a treat for this Sunday, July 9th. It's going to be great. Jameson Tyon versus uh, Nick Pavetta. Pretty good pitching matchup. All things considered, I love that it's in Fenway too. I like watching games at Fenway over the short porch at Yankee Stadium. I mean, the Green Monster is pretty short too, but it should be a great game. It should be a great game. We got K-Rod too, even though they played hooky on the last Yankee game, despite you know obvious implications. So, my tune in them should be it should be maybe the best one of the year. Yeah, I'm expecting fireworks. I hope that we're not disappointed. Uh, I don't know why. I've got a gut feeling Trevor's story pops one over the monster. So uh, stay on the lookout for that. Maybe if you're feeling frisky, toss a, toss a little uh, little player prop bet on Trevor's story over the monster, which I'm not even sure you can get that on a book. But uh, call up a traditional bookie. Make the bet. It's going to be a fun one, Max. Can't wait to watch that game. And as always, it has been a pleasure talking baseball with you. 50 episodes in, 50 episodes more, and we'll be at triple digits. Should be a good one. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram again. Always getting great graphics out. Twitter's Twitter's bumping almost at 200 followers. So, yeah, You know, real quick, just something I'm curious for the listeners to kind of shoot in our direction. What action are you anticipating? What team, kind of the deadline question we pose to each other, one team, that is one trade or one piece away from competing for a World Series this year. Who's the team? What's the move? Let us know on Twitter or Instagram. Again, keep the conversation rolling. Let's go.